0: The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist
1: of a lot of pup talk and even more BS or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy and as always, go Canucks go. Dakota Joshua, Connor Garland and Teddy Bluger. At certain points in their NHL careers, they were unwanted by their NHL teams and now they are forming the best third line in the NHL. More on that next year A Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the locked on podcast network your team every day hey 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 welcome to another episode of locked on canucks my name is trevor Beggs, canucks writer for daily high vancouver and your co-host here on locked on canucks before we dive into today's episode we gotta thank you for tuning into locked on canucks it is your team every day part of the locked on podcast network you haven't done so already and if you like the show make sure you go subscribe or follow us for free on youtube or wherever you listen to podcasts it's the best damn christmas present you can get either kyle or myself wow also got a shout out before we get into the show game time okay make sure you go download the game time app create an account and use code locked on nhl for 20 dollars off your first purchase on today's episode of Locked On canucks we are going to talk about the Canucks third line. Not only that, but we're going to have a little discussion about where they rank among the best third lines in the NHL. I've done my digging. I want to share this with Kyle and you listening right now. In the second segment, we're going to get to our Canucks Ghosts of the Week. If you haven't joined us for that already, we'll explain what we do later on. And finally, we're going to end uh, with a little tangent from myself and uh, what we call Begsy's Ballad. And maybe Kyle and I will talk about uh, some of the Christmas parties that uh, we were together uh, at on the weekend. Uh, but before we get into the show, let me introduce that guy. I rolled up to his party on Friday. I was rocking the flying skate hat. He was rocking the flying skate Kirk McLean jersey. Looking sharp then. He's looking sharp now. Kyle Bowen, how you doing, brother?
0: How is it going? My name's Kyle Bowen. That right there is Trevor Beggs. And yes, Friday night, we partied. We partied hard, man. That was a good time. I don't know it was going to turn out like that, but that was a really good time. Shout out to the high school reunion. Happened yearly at my crib. And uh, man, oh, man. Let's not give a shout out to our beer pong performances for real. Our beer pong, my, my beer pong
1: performance was was pretty good. I just Ooh. like I just ran into a hot team. I was like four. For Are you, seven blaming, my four Are you blaming my girl? Are you blaming my
0: girl? Yeah, you're blaming my girl. No, I thought,
1: I thought she made some good shots too. I thought she made some good shots too. Like I said, we were our game was over in two and a half minutes. Like balls were being sunk in the cups. We just faced a, a hot team that was rocking and rolling. Your game went on for like a half an hour, man. I was like, jeez, <laughs> I could." I wanted to face you.
0: <laughs> Dude, I was getting emotional, man. Shout out to Kyle Levet. We tried, but we did not conquer. Uh, but, hey, speaking of conquering, uh, Connor Garland, Dakota Joshua, and Teddy Bluger slash Pew Suter. Because I think we got to bring up Pew Suter just a bit if we want to talk about the longevity of what that third line's done for the Vancouver Canucks. Pretty much since early November, it's been doing its thing. It's been driving the bus. And I don't see it stopping, mainly because I don't know if we could call him this line. It's not the catchiest nickname, but I feel as if they're kind of like the prove-it line because you have Dakota Joshua and Teddy Bluger. They don't have contracts at the end of the season. they got a lot to prove. Teddy Bluger was a black ace pretty much the whole season. Dakota Joshua two years ago in the ECHL, healthy scratch early on, called out early on. He wants a new contract, and then you got Connor Garland who wanted out and probably still wants to prove to the whole league that he's a— Really, really good player. And they're doing it, man. I am so impressed by what Dakota Joshua and Connor Garland and whoever plays in between them have been doing for, again, what seems like 40-plus days, 45-plus days, the best line for the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, What's a good nickname for the line?
1: Well, I think uh, I'll leave it to the commenters as well to uh, drop us a comment about what we should nickname the Canucks third line because they deserve it at this Mm -hmm. point. Um, I kind of like something like the Misfit line, to be honest, because... Joshua broke into the NHL at 25 years old. He was toiling in the ECHL, unwanted by multiple organizations. Uh, Connor Garland, I think, because besides, he's been kind of discredited his whole career. A fifth-round pick gets traded away by the Arizona Coyotes. And then Teddy Bluger, I mean, uh, had to come over from Latvia to play high school hockey here in the States. Um, And then, obviously, last year, won the Stanley Cup, but it was a healthy scratch for most of the playoffs. So all three of these guys have been unwanted at certain points in their NHL career so I think the Misfit line to me is something I like um I don't know if it's like a, a home run name but it like I think it's a double I don't I don't mind it um I a couple other ones I've seen uh, just for me in some Canucks articles Ian McIntyre called the lifeline because they always um kind of bring the Canucks back into the fight I don't mind that one uh, I think like the next one I read felt kind of flat but you tell me how you feel about it Kyle the Run DBC line I think that was uh ben Kuzma of the province Oh just man, trying to throw something together, and I just felt like it was an uh, old white guy trying to <laughs> come up with something catchy. But I just, I just like that one.
0: Man, oh man. Now we got a comment here from Leo. He's talking about Garland, Joshua, and the other guy, and then he follows and then it up I mean, with, "Just joking." Bluger is legit. I think Bluger is legit. I think Pew Suter is legit. But I don't think it's a stretch to say that. And this may sound harsh, but a lot of the work that's being done on the line, like a lot of the success, is being driven by the wingers and. They're playing way above their value. They're doing incredible things. Man, oh, man. If you really close your eyes, Canucks fans, and I know Trevor Beggs probably has the fancy stats coming up and he's going to start comparing uh, this third line to other third lines across the league. But just close your eyes. You've watched 32 Canuck games. Uh, Let's go through the last 17 or 18. How many times have you seen either one of those two players five-on-five in their defensive zone? uh, Joshua and Garland. Dude, it's barely happening. Barely happening. Yeah, It's actually somewhat of a miracle. And I feel as if right now it's going in for Dakota Joshua, but maybe around the playoffs, maybe late in the year, Connor Garland is going to stockpile a bunch of goals. Anyways, Trevor, let us know. What other third lines across the league are doing it as good as our third line for your Vancouver Canucks?
1: The short answer is no line is doing it as good as Blucher, Joshua, and Garland. I have them right now. As the best third line in the NHL uh, just from kind of digging into it. Now, I think the caveat here is that you want to mix a a third line, I think has to do everything right. They got to be a good checking line. They have to be consistent. They got to be reliable. And they also got to provide some offense. There are some third lines out there that have better underlying metrics uh, than the Canucks third line, but they don't have the finishing ability and vice versa. I think there's third lines that have scored more goals, um, but aren't as reliable defensively. Right. I think this third line for the Canucks right now is really, uh meshing those two things right just a complete 200 foot line so things could change as the season goes on but as I'm looking at it right now I think the Canucks again have the best third line in the NHL um again both fancy stats and now the goals are starting to come from them as well um the second one I had was um in Winnipeg okay Mason Appleton Adam Lowry and Nito niederreier now this is a line that is both you know the underlying numbers are good Their are expected goals at 53 percent they're playing the tough matchups but they're actually scoring goals as well that line has produced 11 goals uh so far this season which uh again the canucks is a bit tough because that blue guru garland joshua line um had only been formed recently they have they've only combined for six goals but if you go back to joshua suter garland it'll be nine goals um for the third line of the vancouver canucks so Again, the offensive creation isn't as up there with some of the best lines but um yeah again i just think they are the best third line in the nhl um so i also have down in colorado miles wood ross colton and logan o'connor ross colton was a great get and you know kyle we talked about bringing ross colton to the canucks uh in in the off season i think one of the things you said in the summer is that this guy's never been relied upon in like that 200 foot third line role he was kind of a a fourth line guy who was thrown into uh softer matchups Uh, But he's been really good uh, for the Canucks as a shutdown center. Uh, I'll I'll rake off two more at number four and five for me. And both of these lines for me are are lacking the finishing ability, even though their fancy stats are good. Uh, One is Jordan Martinuk, Jordan Stall, and Jesper Fast in Carolina. Mm -hmm. Easily the best fancy stats among any third line in the NHL, uh, but they just can't score, (laughs) which is a problem, right? It's like you can have the best fancy stats in the world, but if you're not providing any offense, it's – you can't be the best third line in the league. Um, similar story with the other line I have on this list is Nick Cousins, Anton Lundell, and E2 Larissa Oh, man, I feel like I butchered that one, baby. Jeez, get me back uh-huh. to NHL pronunciation school. But similar story there. I mean, Anton Lundell is, has two goals this season. Nick Cousins and E2 Larissa haven't provided much offense either. But they are a solid shutdown line, and they kind of fit the Panthers' MO right now. Panthers are 20th overall in goals, for and 4th overall in goals against. Uh, and a big reason is their forward depth. And that third line has really, really won their tough matchups.
0: Oh, what's the situation with the Kings in their third line? Them having, you know, three great centers. I'm curious to see what you have to say about that. And all in all, I mean, you're talking about the offense and the production that the Canucks are getting from their third line. It's all good, and it's fine and dandy, and we're super lucky that it's happening. But I do think we have to be real- realistic and tell ourselves for in order for that to continue, Garland is gonna have to start potting in some goals because Joshua is not gonna score score every second game, and I'm not sure Bluger can do that. And I-, I think Garland he doesn't have the shot to make that happen, but it's gonna be a necessity for again him to convert on a lot of the great A chances that he is getting, and inevitably that is gonna happen. I just don't know when. I-, I don't I don't know. I don't really even think that soon. I really something in my heart is telling me that Garland is going to pot the most important goals. For your Vancouver Canucks this season, whether that be towards the end of the season, we're vying for position, we want a top two spot, we want home ice, blah, 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 or in the playoffs. This guy's a, he's just such a pivotal part of what the Canucks are trying to do, especially five on five, and he has not played more than four invisible periods this season, and we're 32 games in, okay? Uh, Here's a comment from Sean, okay? Shout out to the commenters. Uh, So glad we did not trade Garland for a bag of pucks last year. Hey, we could have traded him for a bag of pucks in September, to be honest. He's been playing hard all year. Even when he isn't scoring, they're causing havoc in the attacking zone, never giving up on the play. And on that note, uh, just to see Garland continue to do his thing and not be frustrated by his quote-unquote output on the box score, I know he's picking up assists right now, but overall there's still a lot to uh, prove there. He's not really getting hung up on that there's no ego there and he's just doing his best five on five shift in and shift out and it's again mad impressive and let's not kid ourselves it's a big reason why we've been winning games and we've turned this tide i mean five of six that third line has a lot to do with why the vancouver canucks are back to their winning ways
1: you know Con- connor garland has just described himself as a rat right it's not really what i think most uh casual fans would consider they wouldn't consider garland to be a rat but that's how he's described himself and he might be one of the smallest guys on the ice, but he he plays his heart out, um, and I think he knows what he has to do to be successful. He's not he does try to like you know get physical on the boards, but that's never going to be his game. It's just it can't be. Uh, but he's so smart with the stick. He's so smart positionally, and you listen to any of these guys talk in interviews right now, whether it's Joshua Garland or Bluger, and they all talk about like the systems and knowing where they mm-hmm. are on the ice. And now they talk about how it's easier; they have to think less because they know where each other is going to be, uh, and that's starting to be. Uh, the remnants of a, a really good third line and, and kyle just to tie it into the other thing you asked about the la kings it was part of the reason i didn't have an la king's third line on this list the, the third line's mainly been centered by 8.5 million dollar pierre luke dubois and that line like all the king's lines have had success this season that's arguably been one of the least successful lines a good underlying numbers when uh, fial was on that line not so much although they haven't dipped drastically but not so much after fiala left that line it was fial and dubois on the king's third line which. Kind of speaks to how deep the Kings are. Um, but I did have them kind of on the honorable mentions. I had, right now, it's Dubois, Arthur Kyliev, and Alex Laferriere. And part of the reason I docked him was because Dubois got, like, 12 points. Dubois got as many points as Dakota Joshua <laughs> and Laferriere. <laughs> and Laferriere has got, like, five points this season. So Dude, okay. For me, it's yeah, not one of the best three lines right now.
0: I know we have to cut the break pretty soon here, but I got to say it again. A lot of these players, all three of these players, a lot to prove this season two of them need a contract and connor garland isn't a guy who has the contract but there's there's a certain amount of cockiness that i think he has like some arrogance he wants to be known as a good player look at the way he plays look at what he's doing shifting and shift out he wants to prove a lot man he wants to show the nhl that he's a useful a very useful player a very important player to an nhl roster and they just have a lot to prove and you look at a guy like Pierre-Luc Dubois gets that big fat paycheck and I'm not saying he's slacking off. The Kings are having a pretty good start this season. I know they've been struggling recently, blah, blah, blah. But 12 points for $8 million is – fuck. <laughs> I almost swore there. It's embarrassing. <laughs> it's
1: embarrassing, dude. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ha- much happy that we have $1.9 million Teddy Bluegers as the third line center. Dude, let's go, baby. Let's go. Oh, what, 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 would you sign,
0: uh, what would you sign Joshua for right now? If you were going to extend Dakota Joshua – I think I'm picking him over Teddy Bluger. Uh, let us know in the comments below, maybe in the live chat right now. If you were to extend Dakota Joshua right now, because now we've kind of seen it for a year and a half, like this guy is pretty useful. He is. Like, yo, dude, yeah. we need we need Dakota Joshua moving forward. He brings us some swagger. He can yeah. he can actually play. What would you pay him?
1: I'm, I'm having flashbacks to the Jim Benning days, unfortunately, but like something in that three year. Two point seven five million per
0: season range. Damn, that's a lot,
1: dude. That's, Let's look, get the look break. He's on right now. Look at the. Pace I know, on. dude. He's on pace I know. Twenty goals. I know, he kills bro. Penalties. Yo, He's Rick Tockett.
0: Rick Tockett called it, man, and Rick Tockett called him out. He said, "Hey, you're getting twenty goals," and he also said, "Yo, you're fat right now." Well, I'm paraphrasing, but you're out of shape. <laughs> Straight up, dude. Anyways, man, locked on Canucks. Oh, Kyle man. bound. Trevor Bags.
1: Uh, who do we got here? Who, who do we got to shout out? Trevor Beggs? Hey, you know what? The Canucks are the best team in the league, and we're going to shout out the five best Canucks of last week on the other side. But before we get to that, i got to shout out Game Time, baby. Woo! Have you ever been stressed out by buying tickets at the last minute? Ah, You know what? I'm a big last-minute deals guy, and I found that the best place for killer deals at the last minute is Game Time. I know Game Time, they got my back, especially this week, when I still need to Christmas shop. And, you know, I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to get, but I know Game Time they're going to be there for me, okay? Because Nicole, she keeps teasing me with those weekly emails and where she's always telling me about concerts and events in my area. And not only are those emails a tease, but Game Time also has the lowest price guarantee along with the vet protection cancellation. There's nothing to lose, baby. So you know what? I have no choice but to get off my rear end and go check out my phone, go buy those tickets, and stuff the Christmas stock in, baby. So make sure you stake the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Stocking stuffers. Guaranteed.
0: Welcome back to this episode of Locked on Canucks. My name, Kyle Bowen. More importantly, that right there is my rival, Trevor Beggs. A dude who was what? Who was what? Partnering up with my girl in a beer pong tournament. Doing his thing. And uh, luckily, we both lost. Luckily, uh, I didn't lose to you guys. I would not have been able to sleep that night. And uh, I was looking forward, though. I was looking forward to starting some beef with you, okay? I thought it would have added some uh, a different dynamic to our podcasting uh, career but uh there we were unable to do so because we got eliminated in the first round man it is what it is it is what it is
1: yeah yeah it was tough it was tough man and uh you know we uh we definitely wouldn't belong on the beer pong goats of the week but um you know at least some some canucks stepped up last week last week man and the goats of the week this week was hard for me honestly uh and if you're if you are new to the show or haven't been around for Canucks goats of the week basically what we do we take the top five canucks from past uh from the last week Uh, We rank them. First place, we get five points. Five place gets one point, so on and so forth. Uh, And then at the end of it, we'll kind of tell you where the yearly power rankings are at in terms of your Vancouver Canucks. But, you know, it was a big week for the third line. That's why they're kind of our lead on today's show. But the star of the week for the Canucks is Thatcher Demko. Uh, And he was actually just named the NHL's second star of the week. Mm -hmm. Three wins, one shutout, and .957 save percentage. He allowed four goals last week, and three of them were against the Blackhawks yesterday. Um, but he was rock solid against the Lightning. Obviously, got the shutout on the Wongo night, a thirty-six save shutout. Demko leads the league in wins right now with sixteen wins, and he is deservedly, um, in terms of, and for my opinion, for my money, uh, he was the best Canuck last week.
0: Man, oh man, uh, Thatcher Demko, the go to the week for the Trevor uh, for Trevor Bags. And yo, we gotta play the we gotta play the bump, okay? Come on, man. You got to click the buttons, okay? Thatcher Demko. Clicking the right buttons right now. Even though he allowed only three goals yesterday, I feel as if he did actually play a pretty good game the whole way through. And prior to that, he'd just been on fire. And I feel as if we're getting the best of Demko again after he had, in my opinion, 10 or 11 starts where he was just okay. He was just okay. I think a big reason why the Vancouver Canucks went 5-5 five and five or 7-7, seven and seven, whatever the record was, was because they weren't getting that elite goaltending in yeah, the Canucks are a great team. They're doing better things. They're learning. Their defense is playing better. Look at all the points that they're scoring. Look at the top of the the scoring leaders. All that stuff being said, uh, the Canucks aren't going anywhere or, or are not going to be able to win consistently if they don't get that elite goaltending. It's just part of the equation right now. And Demko is the man, dude. He really is. And to get that shutout on the longo night, it was magical and I'm curious to see what he can do the rest of the way, especially prior to the new year, man. I think the next uh wave of games here, it's obvious, but I think it's uh I know it's it's not that early anymore, but I think picking up points right now is substantial in getting home ice in the first round of the playoffs. Like that's where my mind is going in. I'm looking at the schedule in December, the rest of the way. Let's bank some points and it's easy to do so when your goaltending is elite against average teams.
1: Yeah, Kyle, I also want to give you some credit too because the fans were listening to you, okay? Prior to Luongo Night, you said that uh, fans should loo when Demko makes a save, and it happened a few times Mm -hmm. on Thursday night, man. Who said that? Who said that? I'm that
0: guy. I'm that guy. Okay, I'm that Canucks guy. Trevor Beggs is that other Canucks guy. Locked on Canucks, the best 30-minute Canucks podcast out there. We say a lot of things. Sometimes we're wrong, but sometimes we're really, really right. We're those guys. Shout out to the people watching this. Uh, Who else do you have on your Ghost of the Week?
1: All right, I'll, I'll rip through the end here. Look, the third line is definitely going to make an appearance on this list, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the best Canucks got shafted from this list because the third line was just that good last week. In second place, uh, the, to- uh, the second best Canuck last week, I have Connor Garland. No goals, but three assists, a defensive phenom. That line uh, did drag the Canucks back to the fight a mm-hmm. couple times last week. Um, they scored the Canucks' only goal on Saturday. They were one of the best lines on Sunday, although I thought Pedersen's line play- played pretty well. It really good against florida just a rock solid week i think they dragged the canucks back to the fight on tuesday against tampa as well i mean mm-hmm. um so the, th- the line in general was great we've talked about that but i think connor garland in particular is the guy who drives that line um both offensively and defensively he had a great back check on Bedard yesterday uh won a 50 50 battle at the blue line that led to the joshua goal uh i mean connor garland he's just he's been absolutely lights out Maybe he's been the even-strength MVP of the league so far, despite not scoring. That's my, that's my bold take for the day. But uh, Connor Garland, second overall in the Conquest Goats of the Week. He finished ahead of Brock Besser, who had five goals in four games last week. Uh, Brock Besser thrown on the list. picks up his second hat trick of the season. He was tied with Matthews for the lead in goals at 23, uh, I believe, after games yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly enough, I'll say JT Miller did not make the list, uh, even though he had five assists in four games last week. Um, because number four and five, on the list is Joshua and Bluger. Uh, Joshua number four, three goals, four points in four games, mm-hmm. and Bluger with three points in four games. This is the first appearance for either of Joshua or Bluger on our weekly power rankings. Let's go, ranking man! Canucks.
0: Let's go, man! Whoever's watching this right now, whoever's listening to this, you gotta, you gotta be so content with how the Canucks have been able to stay. I, I wouldn't say afloat, but stay at the top and. Recently, they've been able to keep their ways at the top of the league and uh, more notably at the top of the Pacific Division because of their depth, and that wasn't a part of the equation when we talked about how this team was going to make the playoffs in September. We're talking about getting lucky, a.k.a. getting extremely good goaltending and having their top-end talent lead the way, and yeah, their top-end talent still, is still picking up points, but we're not winning five of six if it's not for this third line that nobody had together early on in the season, so... All that talk about PDO, all that talk about the Canucks getting lucky. Look, we have a lot of time. The Vancouver Canucks have a lot of time to figure this out, to become a better hockey team five-on-five. And I think they're going to do so mainly because a lot of what's uh, holding this team back five-on-five, in my opinion, has to do with the top two lines. And they're going to figure it out. Like, the top-end guys are going to figure it out. And right now, our bottom six is playing extremely well. And I'm already excited for April, man. Yo, we're not a lucky team, dude. Get that swagger. We're not lucky. F the PDO. And also, I don't want to say F the Ottawa Senators. I don't want to say that. But they just fired DJ Smith. You remember a couple months ago when we dropped those episodes and Ottawa Senators fans were like in our comments saying, oh, there's no way you guys are better than the uh, the Ottawa Senators. Look at all these players. Man, uh, uh, Kachuk over Quinn Hughes, blah, blah, blah. Tim Suslow over Patterson, blah, blah, blah. Josh Norris over JT Miller. What are you guys talking about? You guys are a joke. You guys are pathetic, blah, blah, blah. You guys just fired your head coach. You guys are one of the worst teams in hockey. You guys are an embarrassment to the game. I don't know why I had to bring those guys up, but I had to do it. Trevor Beggs, take it away.
1: I I am going to talk about the auto centers a bit on the other side as we wrap up the show. Uh, Before we do that, let me just uh, quickly look at the yearly power rankings for the listeners. You can see it on YouTube, but I'll rip through it quickly if you're on audio. Miller, Hughes, and Demko in a three-way tie for first with 19 points in the yearly power rankings. Pedersen fourth to 16 Huglander banked some points, some great performances. in November 5th of 12 points. We got Besser, Herodic, Micaiah, Lafferty and Ian Cole rounding out yeah. the top 10. Again, Ian Cole made it up there with one sick week where he was our, our, our number one, go to the week there.
0: there you uh, go. 16
1: Canucks in total have made it up on the yearly power ranking so far. Depth. Uh, again, not, not, not a perfect science, but we ain't perfect people. Although we, we, uh, we do our best here, you know, nice podcast. Tries hard, close mm-hmm. the game on mm-hmm. locked on Canucks. Let's wrap up the show. Begsy's ballad. And a bit of this and that on the other side here, unlocked on, on Canucks. Before we wrap up the show, I gotta shout out FanDuel, baby. Okay. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so damn easy to use, okay? There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, overs, unders, and more. And you know what? I talked about it last week during these fan reads, but the game hasn't happened yet. My Seattle Seahawks in a must-win game on Monday Night Football Uh. against one of the best teams in the NFL. But you know what? I think they can do it. They're three-and-a-half-point dogs. I'd be taking them straight up to win because I'm a delusional Seahawks fan. And I think there's gonna be a lot of points in this game because the Eagles defense hasn't looked great lately. I think the Eagles are gonna be able to score with the Seahawks, but I just I'm believing in some magical Seahawks luck, baby, because they need to win this game. So whether you're betting on the Seahawks or the Eagles, make sure you go do it on FanDuel, okay? Go visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Kick off the NFL season. Come on, what's what are you doing, FanDuel? It's almost the end of the season. Anyways, FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. <laughs>
0: Okay, okay, we back on this episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. More importantly, that right there is Trevor Beggs. But more important than that, this is the show that only produces that West Coast bias, okay? For real. Hence why I brought up the Ottawa Senators. I love Ross. I love Brandon. I love the Locked On Senators boys. They've done a lot for us so far, but what an embarrassment. What an embarrassment. And I just want all those people again who commented on our videos to just come back to apo- uh, and apologize to us. Or I hate to do this cuz I know this is some some, you know, sort of bullying. Whoever's listening to this, watching uh, right now or watching this, head on over to Locked On Senators and just leave comments in their videos. Say how about them Canucks? How about them Canucks? And uh, maybe you guys shouldn't have uh, maybe you guys shouldn't have given all your players 8-year contracts without proving anything. Just the truth, man. Hey, speaking of proving a lot, before you get to Begsy's Ballad, I want your opinion on this because I heard a lot of banter around uh, Nikita Zadorov, people being happy that he fought in regards to uh, Pedersen getting hit, and I think Ross Johnson was the player, and standing up t- standing up for the team, and it was 4-2 at the time, and then Chicago got a power play because of the instigator, and blah, 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 Chicago scored, made it a game, and some people are like, yo, you got to pick your battles. Dude, no you don't. No, you don't. You're facing the Chicago Blackhawks. You're 20, what's, what's our record right now? Well, 21, nine, and two, or whatever. We're on top yeah. of the league. We're up four to two against the worst team in the league. One of these guys is running Pedersen. It's a clean hit, but that's not good enough. So I'm happy that Zadorov dropped the gloves. Mediocre fight, don't get me wrong. Just took them down, quick styles. But it was worth the 17 minutes in penalties, okay? It really was, because that matters. That matters. Too many times over the past couple of years, the Canucks have been the softest team in the league, and I'm happy that Nikita Zadorov did that. Uh, did you have a problem with it?
1: Oh, man. I should have a drop for Bowen's ballad, man. That was a beauty. No, I didn't have a problem with it at all. And I've, I've thought about this a lot recently, right? Like, even if, even when you and I were playing hockey back in the day, right? Whether it's a clean hit or not, if your teammate gets smoked, doesn't matter if it's a clean hit. You want to stand up for your teammate. Exactly, right? dude. It's I hockey. care less if it's, like, obviously, if it's a dirty hit, like, then you really got to do something. But I think even if it's a clean hit, if someone's taking out your star player, you go after them. You show them that, hey, don't fuck around, okay? Oh, Ooh, sorry, can live. you're live, dude. Trevor, man. <laughs> Trevor, dude, you're live, bro.
0: That's it. Today's the last episode of Locked on Canucks. My name's Kyle Bound and Trevor Beggs. We're not coming back here. Anyways, we got Aaron Gray with a great comment, okay? EP40 playing like he's the fourth or fifth best player on the team. All right, cool. Great, I like it. Like I said, yo, we didn't predict that. And we're at the top of the league because it's been a complete team effort. That's a beautiful thing. It really is okay. How about Wolf protect Pedersen? Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. And then we got Sean saying loves Zadorov dropping the gloves. It sends a message. Buddy was playing, praying he didn't connect. Okay, yeah, that's true. It's true, man. Zadorov was out there trying to throw a haymaker. I also thought he was trying to get the fight over with quick. But at the same time, I think he knew that it was his time to prove to the Vancouver Canucks that he was a member of that team, and that goes a long way, man. I think Pedersen definitely gave him I don't know forty five thousand dollars or something. I don't know. Something nice. Something nice. Anyways, let's end off the show. Uh, We're about to get fired because Trevor Beggs just drops the F-bomb out of nowhere. I can't believe it. Anyways, let's get to uh, Beggsy's Ballad here on Locked on Canucks.
1: All right, let's get into it quicker because we got to get out of here. But I wanted to mention this tweet. We talked about the Senators. Uh, Mark Mathot tweeted this out, okay? Uh, recurring guests on lockdown Senators uh, talked about how bad Ottawa's blue line is. And he talked about Vancouver basically being this model blue line. Houston, Verona, <laughs> two puck movers, and then four guys, five guys, all over six foot two. This felt like an old head hockey tweet, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And look, I love what the Canucks have done this year. 21, 9, and 2, as Kyle's mentioned. It's hard to complain about that. But my my ballad and what I gotta say is you gotta pump the brakes on this Vancouver blue line being some sort of model blue line in the NHL, okay? Houston Haronick, you know, they were the best defensive pairing in the league to start the season. They've struggled of late. They had some struggles against Chicago as well. This mm-hmm. is not what you want to see. SD pair in the league should not be struggling, still making their mistakes. Um, and then Ian Cole, no either. I think Juleson overall has struggled. Look, I love so much what the Canucks have done, right? Great offense from top to bottom, not just elite talent. Great goaltending, but the defense leaves something to be desired. It is these still the number one sticking point on this team, and the Canucks can't be complacent. And I'm not saying they are complacent, but for casual fans out there who think the Canucks defense is just some lights out unit, pump the brakes a bit. Cause the Canucks defense is still kind of league average.
0: It's league average. It's in the middle, man. It's in the middle. Um we have this comment from Leo Myers. Play has significantly significantly been better over the last couple of games. I do believe that is the case as well. I think Zadorov's been pretty solid as well, pretty clean. I think the keyword is clean. All in all, though, Mark Mathot, man, you got to watch sixty-minute games before you make comments like that because we are nowhere close to what Vegas is. We're nowhere close to uh, the top echelon of decors across the league. A lot of work to be done, and uh, yeah, Mark Mathot, a former Ottawa senator, right?
1: Yeah, former Ottawa senator, recurring yep. guest of Locked On Sens. Uh, speaking of the Lockdown family, that's it for us here mm-hmm. on Lockdown Canucks. Gotta get out of here. Shout out to the everydayers, the occasional listeners, the first time listeners, the new subscribers, and all of you who joined us on the live feed. We appreciate you, your families, and your dogs too. Uh, coming up this week on the show, we're gonna, we got some, maybe some Christmas themed episodes coming up mm-hmm. about your Vancouver Canucks. Maybe Kyle and I might even be live in person Ooh. in the same room for a show later this week. That's the energy we're putting out. We should of the have air. done a show on Open Friday.
0: Now. We should have done a show on Friday when we're hammered. Okay, I shotgunned five beers. That was the fastest shotgun I've ever done in my life, dude. I'm an incredible talent, man. I was getting white boy wasted. I was living up to my first name. I'll tell you that much.
1: Maybe if the Canucks or kind plan on being live together on Thursday, maybe a, maybe a post game episode just because we'll be watching the game together. Okay, cool. Maybe maybe we'll shotgun a beer for the people.
0: There you go. Let's do it, man. Okay, sign us out, buddy.
1: Anyways, for now, I'm Trevor Beggs, that guy's Cal Bowen, and you've been listening to Locked On.